get the game going now. Welcome to the movie show. Hey, hey dude. Six. Hi, hi, I'm Alex. Oh, I gotta bring the game now. Just a smidgen. Am I now? Cool. Movie show. We got some topics. Number one. Well, I'm gonna just say the topics first of all. This is the first part of the show. We got Kim Jong Un. He's dead. He's dead. He might be dead. We're gonna talk about it. Number two. We got peasants. We gotta peasants. talk about the peasants. Yes, me lord. <laughs> yes, me lord. <laughs> Jumps up. Number three. We're gonna pick out the movie that we're gonna watch. So this is what I was the, the concept for this episode. I think it's pretty cool. It's like we're gonna figure out the movie in this first half. We're gonna watch the movie. Cool. That'll give whoever's listening right now. You can go stop this episode halfway through and watch the movie and come back for us to break it down. Ah, yeah, but you're not invited to watch it with us because fuck you. That's why. Yeah, stay at your home. <laughs> stay home. You should be coronavirus. Staying. Coronavirus. Yeah. Coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you're staying in your homes. Yes, please be safe. Um, is Kim Jong-un actually dead? I vote yes because there's so much... There is a big North Korean holiday on April 15th. It's like the... I think it was the birth of his dad or his grandfather. And he goes to it every year. He's a good boy. And uh, <laughs> he's a good Korean boy. And But this year he didn't show up and he hasn't been seen in like two weeks. And that's like unheard of. Well, we know they were looking for doctors to come look at him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Apparently the, the first... The place that has reported it has been TMZ. They're the only place to Of course. It. But they were also the first to break news on Kobe Bryant. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, wow. No one... Be- they were the first one to break news on Well, him. here's why I believe he's dead. He's five foot seven. He weighs 300 pounds. He's a chain smoker. And he was already having heart problems. Uh, so you think he got the virus? Uh, no, I don't think he got the virus. I think he... Apparently, he went under surgery. A heart <laughs> surgery. And then he um, he hasn't been seen since. So... I bet you that doctor's hands were real shaky. <laughs> he probably <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> you know Damn, what I mean? Dude, that... Or what if he was a South Korean like CIA agent and just like cut the aorta, aorta artery or something? Could have been a sickle cell. Could have, yeah. Could have been. Could have been something. Who knows, man? So yeah. we don't. So we don't have any actual confirmed reports upon whether or not he's alive or dead. We're checking our sources. Okay. <laughs> we're <laughs> checking our sources. Google. <laughs> okay. And mine's Twitter. I just saw that fifty-six point two thousand people are tweeting about it. Fucking a. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this there's 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 definitely got to be something there. You want to hear something even crazier? Is more people have died from the coronavirus than that number? Isn't that nuts? Wait, more, more people, people have, have died, died from, the from the coronavirus than the number you just gave, fifty-two thousand. So this is what I'm wondering about, dude. Is I want to see the stats of how many people have died from just the reg a regular flu. From the length of time that we've been gaining, gaining the stats for the coronavirus, mm-hmm. how many have we lost just from flu itself? And that would be an interesting number to see in comparison, like yeah, the just to put some perspective. On yeah, it. yeah, you're right. I think the coronavirus is a little more serious than the flu because of how contagious it is. But then again, I, I don't know. So I'm not a doctor. What I've gathered on my limited uh, scouring of this <laughs> subject of what pops in my and I look at it and go, oh, that's probably right. Yeah. So <laughs> you pick and choose the I'm information. Saying. Yeah. Yeah. Anything <laughs> I'm saying. But from what I've gathered is the th- the thing that makes it an issue is it's a novel coronavirus, which means we've never seen it. So yeah. it's doing things that we're like, why is it doing this? Yeah. Why are some people not showing symptoms? Why are others? We don't know how to handle it it's or freaky. treat it. It's freaking. And then you got the president saying, uh, he said it was sarcastic, but he said that he's looking into possible treatments like injecting cleaning products. You, did you, you see that? It. You injected, you, well, that, I did see it. Yeah. Do you think he was sarcastic? He had well, to have I, been. Want me to break it down? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, let me break it down for Yeah, us. yeah. 
He was just he was just sitting there being like, oh yeah, this is this, this could be good stuff. It's uh, the it's, uh, hopefully your scientists are looking into it. He was just saying, yeah, explore all possibilities. He was David it. He was David it. <laughs> he's a funny motherfucker, dude. Yeah, he's, he is pretty. He's funny. just saying, you know, he really wasn't saying anything. But people mm-hmm. on the left, people on the right, they take it and you know, they just want to make him sound stupid. And it instantly becomes a meme. Yeah. Instantly, there's stuff about drinking bleach yeah. and injecting sun- sunscreen or whatever. Yeah. Like, like that scene in Terminator where. Sarah Connor's about to inject that guy with drain fluid or whatever. Remember that part? Oh, damn. That's hardcore. I yeah, dude. That. Yeah. yeah. But that's the cure, according she, to... Dude. <laughs> dude, in that scene, dude, she looks like a crazy person. Oh, she is, dude. She's she's a great actress. She's one of the best. You know, even in the first Terminator, where she played the role of kind of like the damsel in distress role, it was still like there was... An, she she did another layer to that that I that I thought was really impressive because that's been done so many times. But the actress, I can't remember her name, but... Sarah Connor? The Sarah Connor, the lady who plays her. Oh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Is that her name? <laughs> no, that's oh, Seinfeld. That's a lady. I'm just saying, like, the, the, when I saw the first Terminator, I was actually more impressed with her performance than Michael Bean's. Michael Bean was the lead guy, right? He was John Connor's father. That's right. Yeah, Spoiler yeah, yeah. alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen the 1986 Terminator movie or whatever, yeah. whatever the fuck it came out. Catch up. You're probably not listening to this. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I thought, I think her and um, Sojourney Weaver, in my opinion, best female roles of, of a the hero. 80s. Of the uh, Just in general. Of all time, you think? I can't think of anyone who's done it. Let me think. I can't think of anyone who's done better than Sigourney Weaver in Alien. Yeah, when I think she of like... She was very strong in that movie. If, if I had a daughter and I was like, I wanted to show them like a hero or a role of somebody, like uh, we would have Gordon Freeman, right? Yeah, well, Gordon Freeman's you. That's the beauty of it. Is he's yeah. you. I mean, right. yeah. If I had to choose a heroic character, like if I died and I wrote like my son, you have to watch this to see what a man is or whatever. Right, right. I'd probably pick Ned Stark or Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Dude, yeah. Good picks. Those are great picks. I like Jon Snow as a pick too. Yeah, he's a great, great character. I wouldn't... I, I don't know about... Some, I don't some. want this. I don't want it. The battle. <laughs> the battle. The battle. Someone said something that was really funny. They said they decided they, uh, oh, they went and watched Game of Thrones again because of the quarantine or whatever they yeah. started. They started it knowing that Ned Stark, every decision he made was just going to get him killed. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, he was the worst character ever. They were like, he was making all the dumb choices. Cho- he was choices. making dumb choices. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I've, been lot, I've actually, now that you say that, I've been watching a lot of George R.R. R. Martin um YouTube interviews. Videos. Yeah, I've been really interested in his his uh, just the way he wrote that story. It's he's the modern Tolkien. I mean, he what did he say? It's a lot to say. I mean, he's he's just his his mind doesn't work the same way ours does. I feel like I feel like he he even said it himself. He can't remember names or faces very well, but he remembers a character he wrote like twenty years ago, exactly the situation he wrote him in or whatever. I just think he's an interesting guy because I mean the amount of. I mean, think about how much stuff he had to map out. I mean, that's a whole history, Westeros. I mean... So from what I gathered based on stuff I heard from him, mm-hmm. it seems like his whole life for 30, 40 years has been playing tabletop RPGs and yeah. creating worlds as dungeon masters do, you yeah. know? As a matter of fact, he had, when he was a kid, the first, the first story he ever wrote um, was about his turtles. He had these turtles in his, in his um, box, or not the box, but, you know, in an aquarium or whatever... Something with a T. What do you call that? A terrarium. A terrarium. He had turtles in a terrarium, 
and he was uh, he would live in New Jersey. He didn't have much to do. His family was very poor. So what he would do is he'd make up these stories about the turtles' families and why they were in conflict and stuff. So he'd have one turtle as like. I don't know the name he used, but... Jim he, Jones. Yeah, like Jim Jones Turtle, you know, <laughs> is at war with this turtle's family because this turtle did Emilio blah, blah, blah. Estevez. <laughs> yeah, Emilio Estevez and uh, Jim, Jim Jones. Jones are... Jim Jones would win that fight, man. I believe so. <laughs> Jim Jones is a wacko. Jim Jones is another one of those figures, and I'll say a white figure in our culture who took black culture yes. and made it his own. Yes. To 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 he basically just he took that and and it worked for white people too. What I think was what it was really was that when he first started he needed to reach, he had to have a congregation, and so what he was do, what he was doing was he was using civil rights and maybe he believed in all that. I hope he did. I mean he he didn't start off so bad, but he was using civil rights and issues like that to get into politics to help the you know black community. And then when it spread out longer and, and wider to other colors and other people, he started using a different type of rhetoric to get them out of the states and, and under his thumb, basically. But he used a good philosophy. It just shows that you can use a good philosophy and flip it any way you want and end up doing horrible things. You know what frustrates me about that is in our <clears throat> in our cultural lexicon, the word drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Like it was flavor aid, by the way. <laughs> it wasn't Kool-Aid. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's a, we don't want the Kool-Aid man to pop in. No, nope. like, hey. like, what wrong? <laughs> it was flavoring, you motherfucker. Um, but the thing that frustrates me about it is, is we have like, oh, did you drink the Kool-Aid? Did you drink the Kool-Aid? Like that's the phrase that we use. Yeah. But that's not what happened. They were forced. Like they literally. Yeah, were no, that was at a, gunpoint. It was. It was uh, towards the end. Like when it happened, Jonestown happened. It was mostly forced. It was. You yeah. ever listened to the audio tapes? Yeah, you? it was forced. It was like it was. It's really scary. People didn't want to drink the Kool Aid. No, they didn't. They did, but because they had, you know, they were basically. That's what cults do. They take you away from your family. They isolate you. You're around like-minded people, and then all of a sudden you're in fucking. Where'd they go? Zanzibar. <laughs> yeah, Zanzibar. <laughs> I don't know where the hell they went. Where'd they go? Guatemala or somewhere somewhere? South America. Yeah, man. They went somewhere weird and most of them didn't come back. It's crazy. No, there's only a handful of survivors. They were his peasants. Which brings us to our next topic, okay? Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast, it most likely means that you know me or you know Alex. Hi. Or, <laughs> um, and uh, you're, that means you're probably a peasant because yeah. we are also peasants. Peasants. Bring us, bring us into this, dude. You had me watch this YouTube show. It was awesome. I, I enjoyed it. Medieval Lives I, with uh, Terry uh, Gillum. No, Terry, it, it was Terry Jones. Terry Jones from Monty Python. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a documentary and it goes it's through each... a show on BBC. Thirty-minute yeah. shows on BBC. Yeah, and it goes through each kind of caste system of the medieval Europe, or specifically Britain. The feudal the times. The feudal. We're times, talking yeah. like twelve hundred to fourteen hundred. Yeah. AD, right? Yeah. Yeah, and... Um, Think Knights, Medieval Times, Renaissance Festival. Hello, hello, Bob. No. <laughs> hey, hello. Hello. Yes, me lord. Um, no, so I watched this documentary about peasants with my wife. And we... My wife. My wife. <laughs> you didn't let me do it. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> and I and just... By the way, if I had a wife right now, we'd be living next door. We would just be, so yes. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a house up for rent next door to mine. If I had a girlfriend them. who I was committed to right now, we would be buying out the house <laughs> and living next door. That'd be so awesome, man. It would be over. 
Anyway, I was uh, I was just watching this thing because I'm really I've been really interested in um, like I said I was listening to George R. R. Martin interviews. That's where it started. He wrote Game of Thrones, and then he started going into kind of how he got the inspiration to write all these characters and all these situations, you know, in a, in a medieval fantasy setting. And so that got me to try and figure out, you know, some real stories about how, you know, because typically art imitates life. So I wanted to hear some crazy stuff about, you know, the way people used to be. Come to find out, people are the, exactly the same as they are now as they were back then. I was in, in the documentary, they have a uh, scene where, uh, Terry Jones goes to this old courthouse that's like from 1320 and he opens up these court records that are written in like this old English text and it's a court case where one peasant sued another peasant because um, his bushes were encroaching on his property so he went out there with a sword and started cutting down the bushes uh-huh. as like a as like a fuck you I'm cutting your bushes so the guy sued him and that's some shit that would happen today man oh, yeah. you know what I mean like that's this guy anyway so like peasants I found is back then they didn't have anything. So, wait, you, know, you mean peasants didn't? Peasants didn't have so anything. So, let me give you, yeah, let me ahead. just bring us, because I know who's listening is wondering that the way I was thinking, which was I thought peasants were the scum of the earth. You were a fucking peasant yeah. and you would just get the, you know, lick me boot. Lick me boot, peasant. Yeah. Like lower than a lower than a lowest of the lowest. Like, like about the same as a dog. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's how I pictured a peasant. Like it's a derogatory term. Yes. But after watching the show, it made me realize, like, oh, it's just the class system. It right. goes peasants, lordships, and then it goes... It goes serf, peasants, okay. knight, uh, lord, and then I think liege lord, and then king. Or even, sure. even, yeah, royalty, essentially. Royalty, nobles. Yeah, no- nobles. nobles. Yeah. And this is the thing that, that tripped me out, is, is pe- the peasantry is essentially the middle class. Right. So, like, us today... If if you're have a mortgage that's loaned by the bank mm-hmm. and you're and you're and you're actually leasing an apartment or you're right. leasing a house, you're essentially don't own anything. You're part of the common folk. Common folk. Yeah. Yeah, which is a, it feels nicer to just refer to us as common folk than, than peasants. peasants. Hello. Hey. Hello. Oh, some good filth over here to beat me, Lord. Would you like to come over and not brush our teeth our whole lives? <laughs> what do you yeah. say we have some pottage and not brush our teeth? Sounds like a great idea. Horrible. Horrible oh, times, man. man. It would be you terrible could, to This is a fun fact. You could divorce someone and, and get rid of them if you're a peasant and their breath stunk. That's a reason. That's to... true. Yeah, that's a true thing. If their breath stunk bad enough, you could literally divorce your wife or husband. Uh-huh. Your breath stinks. You get out of here. Get but, out um, of here. They didn't have Mentos back then. No, they didn't. But what's so interesting about the documentary specifically about the peasantry is that they would be doing what we're doing if they had all the stuff we had. Basically, what I'm trying to say is we're all peasants, pretty much. I mean, if you're part of the common class, if you're a middle class person or lower, and you, like Adam said, if, you, if your house is loaned by the bank, if you're paying lease on a you really don't, most people don't own anything. I don't own my car. I'm still paying on it. I don't own this house. I'm still paying on it. Mm-hmm. So basically, we're under the thumb of the banks and these high corporations, which are technically the upper class, you know, uh, kingships, because... Lordships. Yeah. Lordships, yeah. They're basically the lords of the, the modern day. And we're because all They own real repressed. estate or they own... Yep. We're all what? Repressed? I think we're all repressed in a way because if you look at some interest rates on credit cards... I'll, I'll bring it even back Dude, further. That's, even, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring it back even further. Look at the payday loans, right? If you really need money and you go to a same-day payday loan place, you'll be paying off that payday loan for... 
potentially five, 10 years because you just won't be able to pay it back because they know what you make. The interest is so high. They're predatory and there's a whole, they've actually outlawed them in Georgia, which is good. Mm. But a lot of places still haven't. So like that's, that's just a point I'm trying to make is that we're all pretty much under the thumb of those overlords who are basically running the country, running these businesses. We don't have really any say in, I don't believe we really have much say in who's president, who's elected. Because if you look at the popular vote... Um, and the Illuminati. And the Illuminati. If you look at the popular, popular vote from 2016, Trump didn't win the popular vote. He lost by about 2 million. Yeah. Which is a, a significant number. And so it makes me wonder, like, how did he get into office if, if most people voted for Hillary? Well, there's gerrymandering. There's um, the Electoral College. There's all these different different um, blocks. Checks and balances. Yeah. Right? It's not even checks and... I, I don't even like well, calling it a, checks and balances. Because well, it balances just, to the side of the which rich and powerful. The thing that made... The, I watched a YouTube video about it, and the system that we have made sense to me for the first time ever. So Was it the, system, I'm just a bill? I'm just a bill. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense to me. That, that, yeah, that does make sense. But yeah, so... So yeah, so like essentially it's the class system serf, peasants... Uh, lordships, I think, or knights, and then lordships. Yeah, uh, and it made me think about, and I was basically compared. A lordship is essentially anyone who runs a company that has a certain amount of employees and they own land, or right. a celebrity would be considered like a lord yeah. in the sense that the real estate of who they are is yeah. profitable. So yeah, I don't know. So so what did you learn about serfs? What were the serfs? Serfs are basically indentured servants. They're not allowed to travel. They're under the um, watchful eye of the lord, who you know their liege lord. Um, they can't go anywhere. They have to work for the lord. Like fuck, bro. Yeah, a you peasant, just, bro. You just made dude. <laughs> We're lower than low, dude. We're serfs right <laughs> We're now. We're serfs, yeah. We're not allowed to go anywhere. I can't go anywhere. Dude, shut down the fuck everything, dude. We if have to stay in our houses. If or? you're at home during this coronavirus quarantine, you're probably a serf. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going serfs anywhere. Serfs up, bro. Serfs dude. up. But no, yeah, being a serf is just one step below. I think sometimes they're synonymous with peasants, but from what the thing I watched, it's a different class system, or at least at the time period that I watched. I got to be careful. I'm not a historian, neither are you. We're just kind of going over it. But what was really interesting to me was the amount of people who became outlaws during this time. Because the the way it went was if you were, you know, say you get charged for something that's bullshit by the Lord and maybe you, maybe you can't afford to pay the fine so you don't go to court. It's three strikes. So if you don't go to court three times, you're considered an outlaw back in the feudal Middle Ages. What did that mean? That meant that you weren't technically allowed to live on the Lord's land. You'd have to go out. That in, you have to go to some other you Lord's have to go land? No, either well, that or you go move to the forest where other outlaws become live. Become a merry man? Yeah, you become, you become a robber. And the thing about the merry men is, um, yeah, that's how they looked at him. They looked at him as a... Uh, you know, steal from the rich, give to the poor, but it wasn't really like that. If you look at real life robbers, and even now, I mean, nobody's out for other people; they're all out for themselves. As a as an example, I I, I read this thing today about the um, a man named Sonny Bean from the 16th century in Scotland. He murdered and cannibalized over a thousand people in the span of 25 years. According to legend, Bean and his clan members would eventually be caught by a search party sent by King James King James the Sixth. And be executed from their heinous crimes. Um, basically, 
this person was robbing for 25 years. Apparently, there's over a thousand deaths attributed to his name and his family. Um, he multiplied his forces by inbreeding. So, so he lived in the woods. He lived in a cave. He lived cave. in caves in Scotland. Yeah, caves in Scotland. Yeah, so he robbed people and mm-hmm. recruited people to his family with right. clothes. Right, but mostly the family was his real family who he inbred with other people. Like it was inbreeding going on. That's just a legend. That's so. that sounds like natural. It's like natural selection. It's it, like, hills have eyes. Shit. It's hills has have eyes. Robin Hood cults. And the reason I bring that up now is because like. I don't like the idea of the romantic robber, like Robin Hood. I don't believe that's true. I don't believe in... You know, everyone's gray. Everyone does good and bad things. Sure, that's what I do believe. But I don't think that, for the most part, robbers were good people, especially back then. I mean, they would kill whoever came in their path just to get just to get their coins. Or their doubloons. Their shillings. Yeah, their shillings. Pence. Six pence, none the richer. <laughs> None the richer. Yeah, but I, I just think that back then it was probably a lot easier to go beyond or outside the law because life was so shitty and you had yeah. so many bosses. I mean, like, everyone's your boss. You're just running around. And once you break th- three laws, it's like, well, fuck it. You know, like... No, it's just not going to court three times. So just not showing up. Yeah, just not showing up. And then you're off the land. And honestly, that's probably the most free you could be. Is being an outlaw, but to live you got to do horrible things. So what should we do, dude? We're sur- we're peasants. Some of us are serfs in quarantine right yep. now. Yep. How do we get to? What do we? What should we do? Is there anything to do? Do we need to do anything? Accept our lot in life. Accept you your lot in life. <laughs> accept your lot. Get back to the fields and accept. I don't think anyone should accept their lot in life. I think you should always strive to do better than what you got. Hmm. But it's harder. It's it's hard to do. It's easier said than done. I mean, there's been so many times in my life where I could have done better, but I didn't because I wanted to play a video game or I wanted to do something else, and that comes to discipline and stuff like that, and that's my own fault. But I think everyone should strive to be better. I agree. Yeah. That's if everyone love each other, we'll be better place. We, 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 we love each other. And you can hug, you can kiss, you can but please don't hurt each other. Don't hurt each other. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, um, I think the Middle Ages are very interesting, and um, I could watch documentaries about it all day. I mean, there's there's kings for hundreds of years. There's yeah. that's I still am fascinated by the royal family, dude. I just think it's so interesting that they've managed to bang each other for so long to maintain their ancestry. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's real wild. weird. Yeah. So that's basically all about peasants right there. So there's your peasants, your your mm. little pottage of some peasantry. <laughs> Just a little bit. A little and you know, I hope, I hope we were at least somewhat accurate because no. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I didn't ever went to college. <laughs> I didn't go. No, I never, I never finished either. Uh, <laughs> if I know anything, I, I know that, uh, I know nothing. That's, I know I nothing, Jon Snow. You but know yeah, nothing. you can listen to watch Terry Jones the 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 YouTube video. It's got jokes too. It's funny. It does. It's it's pretty it's pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest, dude. Like it's it's not that lame. I'm gonna watch another episode just because I'm learning so much. The outlaw episode's good. This is dude. I posted up on on social media today, dude. I dropped a bomb, dude. I, I wrote like I did a I did a I did a uh, I was driving so we went to go meet with. Uh, a, that sounds so fucking weird to say this, dude. What? 
Well, a dude that really likes our music that's been following us for a, a long fan. time. I don't like that word. He's a friend, friend waiting to happen. Dude. Okay. <laughs> friend waiting to happen. Fans are just friends waiting to happen. Awesome. That's a great way and to look at it. And this dude is like a, he's now one of my best bros, dude. Awesome. I love this guy. He's dope. So we drove out there to meet him. He wanted us to come out and, and bring him a record and take a picture with him. Cool. So I drove out there and I was, you know, I was feeling good and I started just like rapping some of our songs on the way there. Yeah. I was filming it and I did one on Prius. I drive a Prius, <laughs> and, and I did it, and uh, yeah, so I ended up publishing on social media, and I wrote this whole thing out about, uh, please don't, uh, it was basically saying, I know what I'm doing is wrong, rapping while driving, or like not paying attention to the road, all this blah, 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 please don't tell my mom, basically. <laughs> um, I don't know why I was, why did I bring that up? What were we talking about just before that? Peasants? Peasants? Uh, the, a documentary. The documentary yeah, it wasn't that good, or was good, or was in the middle. Oh, I'm gonna watch the the next episode. Yeah, it was yeah, good yeah. enough. It changed my perspective. Yeah, they, there's better ones out there. Yeah. You should look into. But anyway, so so the point of the story was I don't think I knew what the point of that story was, bro. A brain fart. It's all good. I Damn, have I have so, there was there was a whole point for that. It's, it's for you to know how awesome that I am. <laughs> <laughs> So there it is. <laughs> anyway. It'll come back to you. It'll come back. So um, now we're going to decide what movie we watch, right? Yeah, we got to decide what movie we're going to watch. Um, God, I wish I could remember. I can't, I can't let go of it now. Do I just decide to let go? You're going to have to, or else we're just going to sit here in silence while we think. <laughs> while you wait, while, while wait for me to figure out what that, where what the, the hell, hell is you're going. saying. You can play it back. I don't want to do that, too. There's no going back. Yeah. That's okay, man. We'll just talk about movies. Maybe it'll come back to you. Okay. All right, so we got to pick a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. Got it. Now I remember, dude. I stopped it and restarted it. It's been five minutes our time, but you've been... It's a blink instant. of an eye for you. Blink of an eye for you. <laughs> so you said outlaw, and the reason why I brought it up was because the top of the post of all the shit I put on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I dropped this funny thing I wrote out. The top of it was, it's okay, I can, I can, I can do this. I can record myself rapping while driving my car. Because I watched a documentary about peasants, <laughs> and Terry Jones did it in the documentary. He was, did do it, yeah. He was literally talking <laughs> yeah. while driving, dude, like on right. a camera. And it was like 2001, so he probably didn't have a cell phone. There was no cell phone. He had a camera. He, and this was a, he was literally taking his attention away from the road to turn his head left to look at the cam- whoever oh was having the camera. Oh my god, that's dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah. And mom and and, and Leah. Cousin Leah, they give me shit all the time when I post videos of me driving and rapping. They do? That's why I made the post. I was like, listen, it's okay. (laughs) Terry Jones did it in this documentary about peasants. (laughs) So I can do it too. Yeah, and if you've ever seen American Pickers, they do it all day long. That's true. American Pickers does do it all day long. And uh, by the way, fuck those guys because they're cheats. How are they cheats? Well, I guess they're not cheats, but I feel like they take advantage of people who don't know the value of what what they have. I guess that's life, though. It's business. <laughs> that's not <laughs> it's life. <laughs> Show business, baby. Show business, baby. Yeah, dude, that is that's true. Okay, so I'm glad I, I'm glad we came full circle with the peasants because yep. it's it, I have not been able to stop thinking about how I'm a fucking peasant. Dude. Yeah, we're, we're all peasants. peasants. You're a peasant too, whoever you're listening to. Yeah. I mean, unless you own land and you you lease that land and you lobby for politics, you're probably a peasant, man. Just talking to whoever is listening. Yeah. I'm talking to you, Dad. I was, I was <laughs> Talking to you, Thanks, Mom. Dad. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. But yeah. 
Just don't do dumb shit and be a fucking peasant, dude. Yeah, just if you are a peasant, don't do dumb shit. Make us look look good. Yeah, do something. Do something nice. Be nice. Peasants had a great community, dude. They did actually. They did. It seemed like they were they were close people. They had a hearth. They had a hearth. That's all you need in this life is a hearth. All you need is a hearth. Hearthstone. <laughs> Always get home. So what's the movie, dude? We got. We uh, got we've been talking about watching. Um, watch and see or, or what's come it? and see. Come and see. Yeah. Because it looks Ooh. like a good war movie, and I'm always down for war. You want to watch a war movie? Is no, that's not, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Um, it's too bad we don't have a live feed of people telling us what they want us to watch and talk about. But nice. maybe one day, dude. Maybe one day. We'll so I got a list here, dude. I got a list here. So Come resolution. Great ratings. Resolution is a film recommended by my friend Drew. It's basically it's like the Evil Dead, the new remake of the Evil Dead. Uh-huh. But it's it's uh, it doesn't really have there's no demons or stuff in it. It's the concept of somebody's like detoxing or something, and they have to watch after their friend, and then Ooh. shit goes shit goes south. Ooh, that sounds kind of interesting. So it's not so that's one. What's you it know, called? Resolution. Resolution. Uh, Color Out of Space was recommended by him as well. It's Richard Stanley directed it, and it's he said it's the best adaptation of any H.P. Lovecraft that's ever been done, and I think really? Nick Cage is in it. Wow, Resolution has great reviews. What was that one called? Color Out of Space. Color Out of Space. Oh, it's 2019. This one has pretty good reviews, too. And then we got Come and See, which is recommended by Ari Aster, the guy that did Hereditary, Midsummer. Ooh, yeah, that sounds... Is that the one, dude? I think that's the one. Come and See. This, this has Come and See has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Can we? Is it's it pretty good? Look it up and see if we, it's available for us to order it. Yeah, let me look it up on Amazon. Amazon to rent. So it looks like we're probably going to be going, you guys, with "Come and See." It's it's supposed to be, and this is the words of Ari Aster, the one who made the nightmarish masterpieces of *Hereditary*, *Midsummer*, the yes. most two of the most effective pieces of film to make me feel things I don't, I didn't know how to feel. Personally, I enjoyed *Hereditary* more, but uh, *Midsummer* on a second watch was 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 Ooh. better than the first time, and I enjoyed it. So if you like grit. And you and you like something that's gonna make you go. What is it? Is this the, the depths of hum, human despair? If you want to feel what that <laughs> what that is like, this is the type of film that we're gonna be probably watching. Because he said this war movie, he said is the the truest piece of of film that's ever described the horrors of war. Come and see. Come and see, baby. <laughs> and I think that's the one we're gonna go with. So I'm just I wanted to just while you're looking up whether we can rent it or not, just to steal your steal yourself. Steal yourself. Because we're gonna come and see. Swords, not words. Swords, not words. <laughs> oh, minx. So, so come and see the movie, and we're gonna rent it. And Amazon it doesn't have it on Amazon, but it has it on Voodoo, so we can watch it. What's Voodoo? I don't know. Hoodoo? Voodoo? You do? <laughs> we do. <laughs> Remind me of the babe. <laughs> <laughs> what babe? Babe with the pal. <laughs> Let's see if YouTube uh, has it too. That's but it was on Voodoo? Yeah, V-U-D-U. Okay, I'm trusting you on this, but now I'm actually going to my Google too to, to back up. I want to make sure we know that we can watch this before, Yeah, we want to make sure. Before we publish this and people... You know, that we got to let them know that we, we got to be able to be able to see I'm sure it. you could rent it on... Yeah, it's only on Voodoo, dude. This weird Voodoo thing what for, is voodoo? for two dollars. Looks like we got to watch. Come and see Prime Video. You know, I, I'm kind of glad it's hard to find because it make it makes currently me feel like unavailable. It's be... Bro, the cover of this picture, dude, is is hardcore, dude. It's it's a. Uh... 
dude, it's like, it looks like some, some soldiers, like Nazi looking soldiers smiling with a gun on, uh, next to the head of a boy who's on, on his knees, like just this about what's going to happen, dude. It looks, it looks fucked up. Spellbinding, rapturous and horrific, powerful material, powerfully rendered a movie makers tour de force, a film by Elam Klim, Klim, Klimov. I think it's a Russian film or a Soviet film. Yeah, it says Russian here. It came at X rated. It's rated X, you guys. Ooh, that's why it's Taking probably hard back, to... Dude. It's not rated. rated. Yeah, I want to watch this. This We're is gonna what find it has to, to be, it. dude. So it's got to be voodoo? Yeah, I think it's got to be voodoo. I guess we'll figure out how to get voodoo. I guess you guys got to figure out how to get voodoo. No, it'll be easy to get. Worst comes to worst, I'll just pull up the browser and, and uh, do it. But how, I'm looking at it right now. It says we have to sign up. I'll sign up right now, man. Right uh, I hope y'all are ready to sign up for some voodoo. Yeah, ready to sign up for some voodoo, baby. Are you signing up? Yeah, I'm signing up right now. All right, so sorry, you guys. This isn't going to be an easy find for you to get, but it's a it's a deep cut. We're going into an X-rated film called Come and See. Come and See. One of the most horrific horror uh, horror uh, expressions. War movies, I'd say. Expressions of war. Yeah. yeah. Horrific expressions of war. I guess, I guess we're going to watch this one, dude. I need some pizza. I got to eat some pizza <laughs> first, dude. Um, and then we're going to come and see what it's all about. And, come and see. And you know what? This might be a good one because, you know, if it's something you don't think you'd want to watch, if you can, you come back after the break right now and we're going to break it down. So yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it after the movie and we'll, uh, we'll let you know what we'll you're missing. We'll let you know where we're missing and maybe you should watch it, maybe not. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for listening so far. And, um, thanks for coming over, Adam, to do this. Movie show. Dude. Movie show. Back at it again. Like a five, dude. Back at it again. Let's go get some zah. Oh, and then we'll, <laughs> then we'll hang out and watch this movie and just First question is scale of zero to ten. What do you rank it? I want to give it a, a solid six. Six? Yeah, I'd give it a six because because the because of the beginning. The beginning's very slow, and it's kind of hard to understand. Follow what's happening, mm -hmm. and shit doesn't really hit the fan until like an hour and thirty minutes through the movie. 
And even then, okay, you got a, you give it a six out of ten. Yeah. So I don't think anything happened the whole movie. Nothing really did. I mean, a lot happened, but nothing. There was no real. The tone was set the whole time that you're mm-hmm. like, you knew what you're watching is something tragic. Yeah. The whole time. The tone never changed. It, it was never. it was hard to watch. Yeah, and that was. I think that was the thing. Was it wasn't like a normal movie where there's plot twists or highs and lows like a roller coaster in it some was an sense. experience it was more of an experience yeah definitely and i the uh, one of the thing i really did like that they did in the movie was by the end of the movie with the way the main character looks that's how i felt watching that's, it that's the one thing they nailed was they really they really captured the the grief the pain the turmoil the the despair of war the on desolation people's... just just the horrible on yeah. on people's faces that's what they did mm-hmm. so like you didn't really ever see too much shit i don't know it shouldn't it didn't need to be rated x right i agree um but the the way they filmed the characters with that like i'm looking at you now like the camera angles just like their face head on and it's just terrifying yeah it was some a lot of extreme close-ups it was like yeah. sergio leone without the awkwardness mm-hmm. it was like sergio leone no with double the awkwardness really i mean it was so but it, it wasn't awkward though because like you know like the weird sound music and sound and the kind of ambience they had the whole time yeah. it was just every every shot of someone's face was pier- they pierced they pierced through the camera lens with it. They did. And they made a point. It's almost like the director was like, okay, this is, you need to express this emotion and totality at this camera right here. Your whole family's the dead. The acting was fantastic. Oh, yeah. The acting was spot on. I mean, I, I've, I've never, I didn't recognize anybody in the movie, but like you could tell these people were really into their roles. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they had a point of view, and they, it was, it was a Russian film. So yeah. it was all in Russian. It came out, what, in like 85, 85 or something? 85. And they were basically saying, like, this is the shit we went... That was the cool part for me. It was like, oh, we got the Russian perspective of yeah, people that, that were just in a random village and then war happens. Yeah, I mean, when you start the film, the kid's so disillusioned, he thinks he's going to go fight. Right. Remember how his, the stupid grin on his face in the very yeah, beginning? Yeah, he was excited to go, and then he doesn't fight the whole time. No, he's just bouncing around between shit to shit to shit, shittiness. Horrible. Yeah, horrible dude. what happens to people during that stuff and another thing I can say is that they definitely used real rounds during that movie because when they were shooting the machine gun those were tracer rounds that were bouncing off the metal that's what it looks like like the reason they have tracer rounds is because of night mm-hmm. night times you need to be able to see where you shoot and so they got every third round is a tracer round it's like a firework so you can tell where your rounds are going and they actually me and Adam think they killed a cow yeah I think that's <laughs> That's probably the reason it was rated X. Yeah, I think the, that cow really got shot. Yeah, there's one scene where this cow is chilling, it's fine, and then they shoot it, and it literally has the noises like it just got shot and it's dying. Yeah, and the cow's there lifeless, and it doesn't look like it's a prop. It looks like well, a real cow. Yeah, because the next morning, he, the kid wakes up, fell asleep on the dead cow, because it's all he had in this world. Like, literally, everything yeah. was taken from this kid. Yeah. And he gets something, and then it just... I don't know. He gets everything. He wakes up on the cow, and he goes and moves it around. It moves like a it's like a, a dead he animal. Couldn't move it. Had the same markings yeah. as the cow that was moving before. Yeah. I think they killed the cow. I think they the killed the cow. That's probably why it's not rated and not hard to get in America. Right, Peter or something. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, but yeah, it's different over there in Russia, man. Those those crazy Ruskies. 
yeah, this is this is one where I'm gonna do. I'll definitely be Wikipediaing this and figuring out how Me this too. got made. Me too. I'm gonna be as soon as you leave. I'm gonna be looking that shit up. So this is what you need to do, dude. This is what we need to do tomorrow at some point. Just record yourself talking about what you learned. I'll try. Yeah, I will. If you don't, I will. We'll oh, have yeah. we'll have some more information on this film. I don't even know if I want to think about this movie for a long time. <laughs> I, the next time I take a poop, I'm definitely reading everything <laughs> <laughs> everything about this. Man. It was a hard watch. It was like watching PTSD in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was it, horrible. I, Great good movie. Good I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. I enjoyed it. It was too. definitely different. I I was definitely watchable the whole time. So mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Because it was nothing I'd ever. S- it the was. More, I mean, had, the more I talk about it, the better it seems to me. I liked it because, like you said, when we're almost, you're like nothing I've said that I think is gonna happen has happened. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, the whole time I, I, except for one thing where somebody dies, but that's yeah, it. That was, that the, was only, the only time I. And I think that's what's missing. I think in modern filmmaking and modern movies and everything is just the unknown of like not really not knowing what's going to happen next. Yeah. And I had no context of what it was like in Prussia during World War II. I just no didn't idea. know. Six hundred and thirty-six villages put to the stake with people inside buildings Slaughtered. being burned alive. <laughs> yes. It's fucked up. Like there's a scene in the movie where a kid gets out of the building somehow and some German guy just goes oh there you go puts him right back in throws him tosses him back in just tosses him back in like he's a fucking sack of yeah like (laughs) he's a sack of rice or something everyone's screaming horrible 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 stuff so like if I was going to rate this on a war movie and so this is where it's kind of tough to yeah keep this is where it's tough, it's because this this was really the Russian perspective, the Prussian perspective here, and we'd never seen that. Mm-mm. Not me. It makes me wonder if there's a film out there that shows the German perspective, because it really, this movie there makes you want to say, there is fuck one. the German army, dude. There's one that's pretty good. It's a, the, one of the most popular anti-war movies ever made called uh, Beyond the Western Front. It was made in 1932. It was uh, all the perspective of the Germans during World War One. World War One. World War One. Not wanna two. G- I want to get two. I want to know yeah, like two, what I, was what was why was it so macabre? Why were they spending so many resources on wrangling people and causing fuckery when they could have been focused on winning the war? Because That's, because it, Hitler saw these people as vermin. I mean, he saw these people as as rats. And so, like, basically, I, I, Jordan Peterson says it best, but I was listening to this interview by him, and he was saying how he thought it was interesting how he could have allocated his forces to win the war, but instead, when things started going south, he ramped up the extermination process oh. on purpose because he just wanted to make the mark that he was trying to make. It wasn't necessarily even about winning the war. I mean, it was, but at the same time, when he saw that he was losing... He ramped up the concentration efforts. He started destroying, you know, more people. Yeah. Instead of trying to get... Because because think about it. It's counterproductive to kill a whole race of people when you could really just put them to work for the war effort. But instead, he decided to murder people. Isn't that interesting? Think about that for a second. You could, If you had all, all these people in these camps, wouldn't you want to use those to make ammo or, you know, war stuff? Instead, he just ramped up the efforts, turned on the ovens, you know? Yeah, I don't... Got rid of more people instead of trying to win. 
see, uh, uh, this is going to sound fucked up, but I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit. Yeah. If I'm Hitler and I'm running the show for the German army, my mindset is kind of like we should just be slaughtering people as we're doing what we're doing. I don't think we should put an extra focus into it. If that's It's part of the belief system that they had, which is the yeah. Aryan race. Like, So if that's your belief system and you're running with the idea that we have to exterminate all lesser f- people, I do believe you got to follow through with that while you're doing it. But I don't believe you should spend extra energy to go out of your way like when you're allocating resources I don't think you should be so like the okay the concentration camps make sense because it's like just send them here otherwise we got a bunch of people running around who hate us who could figure some way to like rebel or do some shit yeah but the thing is is he didn't use the concentration camps for any for much profiting to the German war effort he just killed them I mean he 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 especially like what I was just saying towards the end of the war he ramped it up he didn't say oh we need more ammo oh we need more yeah tanks. but if, I, if I'm thinking about the time that it is how many people do you truly need to make bullets and shells and artillery it's like millions a lot it was a, it was a world war hmm. it's just like I, I, you know, I, don't, I don't think either one of us will ever understand why it happened how it happened and that was what was really cool at the end it was like the kid finally gets to fire his rifle right mm-hmm and he's firing at the picture of Hitler. You're and it, right. And it reverse plays Hitler from his from his reign at the top all the way. It, it just plays in reverse all scenes of him pre, uh, like doing his speeches and all the Germans marching and their war efforts being great with planes and tanks and it just regresses all the way through to World War One and then it regresses backwards, backwards till it's a it's a shot of Hitler's mom and Hitler as a baby. Yeah. And the kid is like he stops shooting. He stops shooting when he's looking at the baby. And it makes you think. Yeah, it makes you think. Would you kill Hitler? Would Yeah, would, would you? Would you kill baby Hitler? And how is it that this evil that has perpet- per- perpetrated the world, did it really start from this one this soul baby. and this baby's body? Yeah, this baby who was innocent and just a baby. And then he becomes... The Third Reich. Yeah. The Antichrist, basically. I mean, so, he would have destroyed the world. Dude, there's, there's evil shit. Like, that's the thing we were... like. At the end of that movie, you know, like, I was, like, I felt like I was that boy and all I wanted to do was kill Germans, dude. Like, I was yeah. like, put me, like, I, normally when I watch war films, I think it's stupid. Like, why is anybody shooting or killing anybody? Yeah. I don't get it. Like, why did you even sign up? This was different. This was different this because was different. you saw it from, like, the kid, nobody, he didn't have a choice the whole time. He thought it's all gun, sol- playing soldier. He thought it was playing soldier. He had no context. And you, you're in his perspective the whole film. Right. And by the end of it, you're like, oh, of course I would fucking grab the rifle and want to yeah. shoot shoot these people. Yeah. But the funny thing about the movie is he doesn't fight anybody in the entire movie. He doesn't shoot his rounds at anybody. He just shoots the picture. At the very end. At the yeah. very end is when he shoots his rifle. And then, man, that, that you know, more that I think about it, that was a good movie. It was. Yeah. It was. Movies like this make you think and make you talk about, like, human nature. Yeah. It's not saving Private Ryan. Mm-mm. It's not a. It's not a glorified story of you know, you know, someone defending their country. It's the opposite. It's someone. It's someone running away from the rape of their country, and their people, and being displaced by it. Mm-hmm. Just constantly displaced. Like all you're doing. And that was funny. Remember when we met the old man? He was. He like grabbed the horse and was like, "I'm taking this horse." Yeah. And he had a gun. He looked like a soldier. Grenades on him and stuff. Old man was just a farmer guy. 
The farmer guy's like, wait, what are you doing? Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, it's like taking yeah. my horse. Well, you're, ta- you're taking my horse. Why are you <laughs> taking my horse? Because it was just another Russian. And uh, and it made me, when I was watching that scene, I was like, oh, wow, the older guy actually is, he's, he's succeeding more than this boy is in the war because he's aware and he understands life and how people, he, he knows enough to know that if he stays in his lane and doesn't get involved, that he has a chance. He has a chance. He has a chance. Yeah. The, and that's what the boy didn't understand at the very beginning when his mom was like, you, you leave here, you're killing all of us. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a weird thing because nobody really had a chance. They all mm. ended up where in they ended the, up. In the shack or in the church. I don't, yeah, but, yeah, it's just... It's fucked up, man. It is. You see, that's the like Saving Private Ryan. I think is I think is one of the best war films ever made because they they really captured the dynamic of the real time experience of what it would be like with bullets flying and your comrades and your friends fighting and dying next to you. And they also like and there's certain scenes in that film where, like the scene when they're wrestling on the floor and the and Ooh, one dude yeah. has the upper hand and the other it's guy dirty, has the upper hand and the knife scene. is going in and he's like no 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 wait 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 wait, wait. It's like well, hold the time out yeah yeah like that up. dude that is like that one scene is like the truth of it you know it's yeah, like yeah it's one person against the other it's one force against another and ending a human life yeah Whew. I think we should take it out on that huh? <laughs> you think we should end it on that <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot that we were recording we were recording dude damn <laughs> holy shit we, we started out this episode all laughs and giggles nah dude. man I'm not feeling laughs and giggles anymore that was a rough movie <laughs> that was a rough one I wonder if grandpa's seen it grandpa Ben yeah yeah maybe he, I'm gonna ask him tomorrow probably ask him anyway you wanna wrap it up yeah let's wrap it up dude yeah well thanks for joining us for this the movie show's back movie show's back <laughs> hopefully we'll do it every week yeah movie show and this one was a weird one to come back on but let's do a lighthearted. hearted it needed to be week. done yeah let's do something happier <laughs> this is a fucked up movie matter of fact please it, like <coughs> like we were saying <coughs> I'm taking cough break if you watched it hit us up with your thoughts yeah I want to hear your thoughts yeah too. let us know what you think and we'll we'll throw you just you know hit us up send us a voice memo or write something and send it to me or Alex and and we'll put it on the air too and we'll break it down even further. But. Yeah, we'll talk about it some more with some other thoughts. I'd like to hear what people think about this one. I don't think I, mean, I, don't, I don't know anybody who's seen this movie. Me either. Yeah. The only reason I, we know about it is because of filmmaker Twitter. Yeah, filmmaker Twitter. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, if you yeah. We could well, we we could circle back, but I think we're toast for tonight. Yeah, I'm I'm toasted, dude. I'm done. <laughs> we're gonna need to process some more on this one. <laughs> Maybe we'll have some more ideas or thoughts about this later. But thanks for joining in for the yeah, movie thanks show. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. If you did, appreciate yeah. it. Uh, good to be back, and you know, kiss, kiss a baby. Yeah, kiss hug, a baby. Hug someone close to you. Yeah, life's short. <laughs> life's short. <laughs> it could be worse. Yeah, send someone. Worse. You know what I heard, dude? This is also not something I'm gonna be doing. I already told you about the idea earlier, but writing letters, like write a letter to someone, you know? That's nice. Yeah. Or you can get your thoughts out on paper. Yeah. Every time I bring it up, everyone's like, fuck that. Why would I do that? <laughs> well, the best form of communication, sometimes you can get your feelings out you normally wouldn't be able to say on a letter. Plus, I like the idea of like just spending a few, eh, I'm, I'm never going to do any of the shit I'm talking about right now, probably, except for a few select people in, in the form of nieces and nephews, but... 
I don't know, the Postal Service posted this Twitter tweet the other day that was like, it's it's a good, it's like a healthy thing to write letters. Yeah. I know they were trying to sell letters. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to sell letters, but I think it's true. I mean, it's kind of cool, too, because, like, you get a, you, you, you write something out from the heart to send to someone, whoever, random, someone on Facebook that you maybe haven't reached out to in a while, and send them a letter, and then you forget about it. Yeah. And then they get it, and they're like, oh, this is so nice. A yeah. nice letter from someone I haven't heard from in a long time. It could mean something to someone, and it's just nicer to spread the love, so... Send us a letter. Yeah, please. <laughs> so Any, Anyways, good night, everybody. <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas. Summer Christmas. Movie show. Speak about this